episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2021 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your nail technician to Times Square Elmo and your best friend's dad you might have hooked up with once. Vote now before the voting window ends. And I repeat, tell everyone! And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. In a week where we mourn the loss of theater icon Stephen Sondheim, the Boulets were like, how about we send in the clowns? The killer clowns, that is. The monsters played carnival games and drove around in stupid go-karts because, well, the Boulets are grasping at straws of what they can do with COVID restrictions. Nevertheless, it's time to talk about Dragula Season 4. And joining me on this adventure are two of my favorite bozos, Seraphim and Spectral Electra. Hello! Hi! Hello, I was, I was waiting for the clown joke. I was like, all right, when are you going to call us clowns? Of course, of course. <laughs> so it's like, what? oh, we'll get, get ready. There's going to be a lot more coming up in this episode. But um, oh, how, how are you clowns doing? I'm straight chilling. I'm good. Yeah. Feeling sexy, feeling beautiful. Feeling Without the mustache now? Yeah, I shaved. I'm baby-faced again. Yeah, you look like you're... 21, which is great. Uh, great for I'll, you. I'll take it. Thanks. Thanks. The skin looks beautiful and gorgeous. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Spectre, how are, how are things with you? you you're in the uh, end of a big competition. Yes. Um, I'm tired and uh, I'm ready for this finale. Um, we uh, had another queen added in the semifinals. Um, they decided to have a comeback queen. So we went from a top four now to a top five. Um, what, is the person in charge like just uh, someone who knows drag race really well and they're like we can do whatever we want yeah they're like oh like yeah a twist sure whatever um but yeah no i'm i'm excited i'm uh, ready for the finale on wednesday uh and then after that was like we're just gonna back to our regularly scheduled bullshit and by that i mean shows every so often nice nice are you gonna win i fucking hope so Here's hoping. Well, um, Dracula, episode eight. Last week, the listeners know I was really angry. Me and Zlika were pissed off about how things went and how they literally set them up for failure. Like, that was just not cool. Now, this week, what happened? What what, what are they doing? What What is ha- going on with this show? It just feels to me like they know who they want to be at the end. And they're just kind of doing and saying whatever they can to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels like there's like a narrative that, you know, they want to push and, you know, it's like, it's one thing if like the narrative isn't um, apparent, Um, (laughs) but I feel like even just like watching, you're like, okay, like I know what's going to happen. Like I know, you know, who's going to land where. 
Um, I want to talk about this fucking intro though with the marionette puppets. Oh, let, let's get into it. Um, it is time to head to the marionette circus. Um, first off, whoever created those puppets is absolutely incredible. They are terrifying and so realistic, and they're really cool. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Like um, we're yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say I was like I love the puppets, but I was just like I was like how much money did they drop on these fucking puppets? Because like, Oh yeah. They, There's like, the budget. Oh, well, I know that I, listen, they got that RuPaul money now. Um, but like, I, I was like, I was watching this marionette sequence and I was like, what is going on? I was like, why? Mm-hmm. I'm like, and they kept like, um, they kept like panning to like the fucking high heeled marionette feet, like walking across the stage. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So we're being prepared for the circus of clowns where you'll laugh so hard you'll die. Listen, that's probably a thing. I've definitely laughed so hard where I thought I was gonna be, gonna pass out. Like we have all had those moments. Um, so that's a possibility. I wonder if someone has ever died from laughing. What so listeners, do the yeah, do the research for us. Um, but then we hear the voiceover. There's more creepy clown puppets. I don't ever want to be left alone with them. But I thought this was a pretty strong opening movie compared to like the last two weeks we've had like absolute crap. I think it's my favorite so far this season. Yeah, I, I would say I, I'm here for it. I like when they're leaning into the uh, more fun elements and not trying to make like really piss poor B movies. Yeah. All right. Well, it is after the extermination and Saint and Hoso head to the boudoir as they await to see who will be returning. They note it's so, so quiet and of course, the two of them don't talk, period. So, of course, it's going to yeah. be quiet. Um, Th- Saint thinks it's going to be a toss-up between Sigourney and Zavaleta as to who went home. Hoso doesn't know how to decide since they're all such different styles of drag, but based on track record, she believes that Zava is in big trouble. All of a sudden, Dali walks in and there's really no surprise there. Uh, Dali was filled with self-doubt that they thought they could go home, but they're there. Why, why do we get that confessional? Did Dolly really think there's any chance of them going home? Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like they, I mean, the only other time that they were in the bottom, they went home. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's triggering for him. Sure. And, like, yeah, it's like, you know, in that moment in the extermination, like, they don't really know. Like, it's, you know, it's really, like, anyone's, you know, it could be anyone's time to go. You know, it's like, they don't know. Like, they're not making the decision. So, like, in their mind, you know, like, all right, I'm in the bottom. I could go home. You know, it's, the option is very real. Well, for Dolly, the extermination was a simulation of drowning as there was no tube in the latex. Uh, It was a lot of breath holding. Um, We see Dolly start to break down that they cried after the extermination. They feel they are in the same position as last time that they got in their head but it's been a life-changing experience since season two, but they felt they had so much unfinished business with the show and with their self-worth. Dragula is the only thing in Dolly's life that they're actually proud of. And then Saint has like a little funny confessional where she starts off sincere about being proud of Dolly, but then jokes that she destroyed him in Resurrection. It's like, (laughs) that's funny, that's true. I'm glad Um, she added that because I feel like people like forget that like she one and she like beat him right yeah i feel like we're at this point where we have to be referential to the past of the show um and because it was such a different format like saint did win saint outwardly won 
Sigourney walks in, the top four is set, and Dolly is left heartbroken that Zava is gone, but glad to see the beaver is here. Um, Seraphim, are you sad to see your iconic sister gone? I mean, I don't think she should have gone home. Mm-hmm. Who should have gone home? I thought Say it. Go home. Wow. Okay. 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 What about you? But what about you, Spectre? Did Zava deserve to go? Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it was like I had to. I missed last week's episode and had to rewatch this one. I was like, I'm so behind on all the on everything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep my opinions to myself about that, and then just that's fair. That's fair. This episode. So Sigourney says it was a huge relief that they both made it. Um, obviously, there is a friendship between Dolly and uh, Sigourney. She says that the latex was terrifying, but exciting and mostly hilarious as it took her face off with it. And the lashes were knocked into her actual eyeball. She was scared and maybe she'll do it again. Would either of you have done that uh, extermination? Not for fun, but if I were on the show, yes. <laughs> It's the extermination to me, like by far, that they've ever done. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair. I can't hold my breath. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, it was like honestly that, like the the way that they were like suctioned looked terrifying. I was like, but also cool art installations. (laughs) Okay, I okay. Also, for for starters, why did they like? Why did she not take her lashes off? Because I would have had the same thought. Like, if I'm gonna be suctioned into this thing, I would be like, all right that'd be like the first thing because like like lashes are already can be uncomfortable sometimes if like you put them on the wrong way let alone if they're like smushed into your face right and she's um, got big lashes too exactly so i'm like why the fuck did you not think about that but anyway yeah. no it was definitely like really funny when they like did the um <laughs> when they showed it and like you see like the latex come away and it's just like the outline <laughs> of like half of her face it was it was fucking hilarious. Now I have to believe, like I know in the very first episode we real we discovered that um they're using one of those like scare houses um as their base for all these exterminations. So I think this is a room in a scare house. So you literally could do this for fun if you wanted to. There are some and, fucking scare houses out uh-huh. there. But I'm a sheriff just... was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, would... I think we're both of us are like, no, nah, no thanks. It was like, yeah, I would, that was, I mean, every other one in the show, I'm like, I've been like, I would do it. It's not, it doesn't seem like that terrible, like, da, 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 especially for the show. But this one actually scares me. All right, season five, we're going on location. I'm sending you into a scare house for an extermination challenge. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I would do it. I love haunted houses, but if I have like that latex bullshit, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'll see myself out. <laughs> there you go. So they mourn Zavaleta as she had heart and passion. Hoso says she and Zavaleta connected more than they thought because they brought their culture into drag and it's a lot of where they came from. Hoso says that it feels like yesterday since Mary was screaming in the corner and Sigourney is like, I do not miss that. Don't worry, we'll get more of her soon. The alarm sounds and they have to run out of things to talk about because these, these four are really not good television, let's be honest. They'll give you good drag, but not good TV. No, 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 no. All right, we get an incoming message from the Boulets who are ready to reveal the next assignment. They say this is the defining moment of the competition as it will dictate who will compete in the grand finale. Whoever makes it to the top three will automatically be added to the Boulet Brothers Season 4 World Tour, which is set to tour the United States, the UK, and beyond. Where do we think beyond is? Korea. 
I was going to say like Canada. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do they go at? Like, maybe Germany or who? 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 Who are big fans out there internationally? Yeah, I don't know. I know. I mean, like, where? Like, I would think like like work the world goes all over the place. Uh, maybe Australia. No, that's too far. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know what kind of money these people have. Uh, I mean, clearly enough to give them a hundred thousand dollars, but yeah, really? I don't know. Um, but it is time to send in the clowns. They must conceptualize and craft a full monster look based on the theme Killer Clowns. It is inspired by Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but it does not need to be extraterrestrial. Whether their clown is a psychopathic killer, a space alien in disguise, a French comedian del arte with a panache for anarchy, or something altogether different, the clown has to tell a story. The second part of the challenge is being taken on location where they will be taking part in a clown cart death race from hell. Um, keep Michael, those comments. Yeah. Did what, you catch the did you catch the Hollow Eve reference? Did I what no, what was it? With the the uh the punch on for anarchy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like cackling when they said that. I was like, ah. oh yeah. Uh but we're, we're gonna keep our uh death race um comments to ourselves because we got to see it to really experience the comments <laughs> um yeah and if that's not enough for you there's going to be a special fright feat this week and that will award the winner the keys to the cart whoever wins the fright feat will decide who gets each cart and they are not equal um the feat will be simple there is a clown from their past that currently is hovering over a dunk tank and they will have three chances to knock the clown down whoever knocks the clown down at least number of attempts wins um First off, can we discuss that maybe for once the Boulets did something different and they had different paints from shot to shot uh, with their own version of clown makeup? I noticed that. And I noticed uh, they're like regular, like uh, earlier in the episode or later in the episode, their makeup's a little bit different as well. Yeah. Um, but I appreciated this because like we know, obviously, all these videos were filmed um, in sequence in like one sitting, uh, which is why it means like we're so pissed off last week about the parody line and then uh, being all told, don't do parody. Um, so that's why I was like, put the fucking makeup back on and do the message over. So that's number one. Number two, you both have done multiple clown looks. If you had to do this challenge, what would you do as a killer clown? Oh, shit. You know, I knew I had a feeling this question was going to come. And I was like, you've been on this podcast before. You know, this question comes up. I know, but like, fuck, because I've already done so many of them. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like well, I you can repurpose them. one. Which is there one that you love? I don't know. I would love to do something with like balloon animals. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I would want to do something like really stupid um, and have like my clown, like try to kill people like with a fucking balloon sword. Yeah. Like. It would have to be something like stupid like that, um, but God, like I don't know. I was like, "Fuck!" And I need to like think about it. Cause I'm like, Therapy, I don't know if this is good enough. I feel like I would have like I feel like I would do like a comedian del arte mask, and then like, but when I like take it away, it's like rips off my like part of my face as well. Okay, I'm and here for it. It's just like, gory underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something like that probably. I'm here for it. Those are both good options. Well, are we ready to talk about the Fright Feet? Please. The monsters. <laughs> Ew. Wow, that was, we actually got feet from Seraphim. 
anyway, <laughs> we are going to head outside in an alleyway because this is clearly filmed in a random alleyway uh, where there is a dunk tank. Dolly thinks the clown from her past is going to be uh, Hora, but honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing her. I miss her. I mean, same. She did just win a competition, didn't she? Was two years ago. Was it two years ago already? Yeah, it was before right. COVID. Wow, yeah. That, yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, but no, 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 no. Suddenly bursting out of the doors comes Mary Cherry wearing what I hope was not going to be her clown look because it was dreadful. She probably didn't bring a clown look. Was that supposed to be her clown look? She just looked like I don't a know. Here, Jen. It was, it was bad. <laughs> but Sigourney notes that it makes sense that it's Mary because she has been the biggest clown all season. Ooh. Well, Mary shares that she is too big to be dunked, so they're all going to be dunked. Three tries to dunk each other, and if they don't, we'll see what happens. And I was like, so you either forgot your lines or you're making it up on the fly or the producers here just don't know what's going to happen if no one can throw the ball. Can we just talk about how painful this was to watch? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. not only not only was like that like that whole like flubbing of the lines, like whether like that's what it was, but I'm like, they like none of them had any like like it they didn't even like get close. And then like who was it? Was it like was it I can't remember if it was I think it was Saint who like kept getting closer to it <laughs> and like they weren't and that wasn't even helping them. I was like, it's a fucking dunk tank. I'm like, it shouldn't oh. be that hard. <laughs> But like yeah, they're man. like throwing it and it's just like missing it. Also, the other thing that bothered me is like, why was the I wish the camera was like set up behind them because I wanted to see how far off they really were like throwing. Spectre, did you see how small that alleyway was? There was no room to put a camera okay. behind them unless they did it into the street. And did, those bitches like, would have thrown it into the, in the streets of LA. Okay, but then flip it around because like the alley has to have an end at some rate. That's like fair. You know, That's shoot fair. It the other way. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm not directing the show, but like I just like <laughs> I it pissed me off because like you could see that the balls were like so far off from the target. But I was like, I want to see how I like if it's gonna be bad, I want to see how bad it actually was. I agree. Well, aside from watching the clowns try to throw a ball, this challenge was a showcase for Mary and her terrible reads. Like Bianca Del Rio, she is not. Um but we're gonna discuss them. We're gonna we're gonna go through them. Sigourney goes first, and it's very sad. Uh, while Sigourney is throwing, Mary says she's getting a message from the other side from a bitter bitch. You could have get uh, you couldn't get a second dress pattern. Sigourney snaps back and says, "At least I had a dress." T. Sigourney wins there. One point for Sigourney. Dolly's read is that they have a big penis and doesn't have to wear heels. One, can either of you confirm Dolly's said big penis size? And two, cut to Mary in those goddamn slippers. Do not come for anyone's heels. Yes, I follow her alt. Of course. There you go. So it's yeah. All right. I was like, I don't. I was like, but <laughs> I was like, I feel like that reads just like, it's so dumb because it feels just like very like observational and like observational humor like has to be funny. It's like, yeah, they do a very different kind of drag and they don't wear heels. Like, whoop-de-doo. Right. Trash. <laughs> Oso throws poorly and Mary says that wasn't very clean and she obviously doesn't know how to clean because her station was a fucking mess. <laughs> Again, observational. It wasn't funny. And for us, we haven't seen it, so it doesn't make sense to the viewers yet. That's true. Yeah. Saint... 
That's finally, no. That, that's exactly, that's true. Her. It's true. Saint is finally dunked by Hoso. It took Hoso to finally dunk someone. Uh, Mary mocks Saint, asking where the kitty heels are, and Saint just inches closer and closer to the target and misses it more and more. Um, I was like, that? That's pretty terrible. Mary says to Dali that it's been hard times with 30% off OnlyFans, and then immediately they dunk Hoso. Ain't too hard now. Also, you just made the OnlyFans joke with the big penis. Why are you going down the same well? Saint, once again, is too close, but Mary starts to moo at her in reference to her cow look, I assume. I guess. I guess maybe. You can't be at anybody. <laughs> right. Sigourney is about to toss the ball, and Mary says, here's hoping for the best, which I was like, okay, fine. That's the only good callback uh, to when um, uh, um, Sigourney was um, hoping for the best earlier in the season. She was called out by Mary, and that was, that was good. That, that was a good callback. Lots of things have happened since then, haven't it? Yeah. Saint finally dunks one in its Sigourney and Dolly gets it as well. And to end things, Mary just pushes the lever to dunk Sigourney because I guess this rivalry is going to uh, come off the streets too. <laughs> Overall, the monsters did not think Mary did a good job reading and honestly, T. But the winner is deemed to be Dolly, which I don't know if that was because they decided it. I, we didn't see all the throws, so we don't really know. Um, but Mary is trying to remember what else she's supposed to say. Clearly, again, forgetting the lines. She sends them off because she's got to pay a gig to get paid for. I thought uh, it was what, a little shady. mermaid live. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. It was shady that they included like confessionals of every single person being like her reads were shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, at- like it wasn't obvious. <laughs> it's true. Well, as they walk inside, Sigourney says that outfit was goddamn hideous, to which Mary screams back, Fuck you, I heard that bitch. And I was like, Okay, at least they're cordial now. That's love in drag world, right? Yeah, fuck you means I love you. That's how that works, I guess. It's true. Well, the monsters walk into the boudoir where there are four keys on the table. They decide that basically how they're standing is going to be the order of the keys because Dolly just does not want to play games. And the producers are like, why did we cast you if you're not going to play into our hand of drama? Hoso is mad. It's true. Hoso is mad that Asian Twink Bottom has never driven in their life and gets the worst car. Um, <laughs> speaking of Twinks, how are you both at driving? Uh, I'm 28. I don't think I qualify. You are still a Twink. Look at your face. You are still a Twink. <laughs> That's very kind. But I was yeah. like, Twink has no age. Twink just has, um, <laughs> has a, a certain look. <laughs> Listen, Twinkie, Twinkie Boots is like what, 36, 37? He is still a twink. You're still a twink. Uh, but how's the driving? You good at driving? I'm a great I, driver. Are you? I can drive. I haven't driven in like a couple of years. Uh huh. So probably not very good at this point. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, Hosa thinks her dinky key could be the best, but Dolly's like, nah, mine's the best. Sigourney believes that since her key looks like a mailbox key, maybe she's going to be driving a postal truck. But no matter what, she comes from a long line of NASCAR appreciators, and she has a portfolio of speeding tickets to back that up. And I was like, at least you could admit you got speeding tickets. Um, Spectra, are you a speeder? Um, I'm not a speeder. I would say I'm more of a, a more aggressive driver than a speeder. <laughs> uh, so on the on New Jersey Turnpike, you just zoom through? Um, there is no such thing as a speed limit on the New Jersey Turnpike. That's true. That is very, very, I'm like, very the, true. 
does not exist. It's true. Oh, God, I hate the Turnpike. I hate the Parkway. They're both terrible, terrible things. Yeah, I mean, good idea in theory, but... Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be time to start working on the looks, and it's very interesting what they're creating. But we're going to get kind of like a little dodo edit here where Sigourney is rubbing her tights on the ground to distress them. What we discover is that perhaps the boudoir is not the cleanest set on television. Is any TV set ever clean? Oh, fully. They, like uh, I, I've gone to many a talk show and they have crew just sweeping things up between Well, tapes. I mean, I guess, I guess like, yeah, like a talk show, but I guess like, I mean, like more so if it's like, if it's like, you know, uh, a show where there's like, you know, some sort of like workroom and they're like making things like it's like a creative space. Yeah. I feel like that probably wouldn't be the cleanest. So I guess it depends. I should uh, retract that and say, I guess it depends more so on uh, the kind of show that right. it is. I mean, I have to assume that the, the set of Drag Race is slightly clean. Why? <laughs> because it's because there's so much like bright colors that if you saw dirt, it would catch the camera. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, have you ever distressed anything using the ground? Not using the ground. Yeah, I no. I tend to use like, sharp objects and fire. Fair, fair. Um, would you use this technique, or do you think Sigourney is just crazy? I don't think it distressed anything. It just maybe like got a little bit of dirt on it. And like I'm even like, that, I do mean like a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like if you want to make things dirty, just use like brown and black eyeshadow, like. Mm-hmm. That would have a better impact than, like, you're doing it for TV. You got to make it look good. Spray paint from like a far away, or like, like I don't know. It was a weird tactic, and it was vaguely effective, I guess. So Saint is going to do a mime who has gone silent for a reason, but the reason might be revealed in the top three. And I was like, come on, story arc. This is a way to get the producers to keep you in. That was smart. Mm -hmm. I just wish the look was better, but we'll get to that later. I don't think she needed that though. Like it's maybe just like from like a viewer perspective, but like it seems very obvious that they want her in the top three. Oh yeah, fully. Yeah. Saint knows that everything is riding on this performance. She needs to show that she is a ferocious performer. Now, meanwhile, Hoso considers herself a clown and a mess, but she's going to approach this look as a mashup of 16th century Korean exorcist and a classic Western clown. Two things that normally should never go together. She's going to show us some images of these Korean exorcists, and they were terrifyingly creepy. Um, she says they're going to, the structure will be what traditional Korean clowns would wear, but the color scheme and appliques will be Western traditional clown. She will take the hat that the exorcist clowns would wear and turn it into a top hat, um, which I think she meant big top, but shh, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, which is shocking, but it's all right. We'll get there. Now, Dolly's inspiration for Killer Clown is very street punk. The color palette is going to be candy corn, and its name is Sweet Tooth. Uh, he will be all gums and no teeth, but he is on the hunt for some teeth. Sounded like a kind of demonic tooth fairy to me. I could see that. I wouldn't mm. mind a demonic tooth fairy movie. I think that's a, a possibility. Has it been made before? I'm sure I feel like I feel like one exists. As as you were saying, it was like I feel there's definitely one. It's, it's probably on Shutter. Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, I'm sure like Shutter has every single scary movie that's ever never been seen. Um, Dolly needs to get the story across as their critiques about 
blowing their load too fast um, and needing to slow down and tell the story as the character needs to be fully realized. And finally, Sigourney is inspired by traditional clowns and she is going to be bloody and slutty. She has created a puppet named Cigarette, Sig for short, and they are going to be matchy-matchy. Now, I'm going to say, this is a creepy clown, and if that thing was alone in a room with me, I am certain I would not make it out alive. <laughs> um, do you? Do either of you have uh, a fear of clowns? No. No. I'm a drag queen. I'm surrounded say, by clowns all the time. Absolutely. We are clowns. Like, that would be... <laughs> like, literally... <laughs> It's I wish Shaka was there in this episode because constantly she refers to herself as a clown. Like anytime she performs, she's like, we're clowns. Like we are the clowns. Like we're here to entertain people. It's true. Sigourney shares that a big part of clowning is physicality and tells a story with body and movement. And she is solid in those departments. She says she has done everything she can to be focused as this means so much to her. And out of nowhere, Sigourney is going to start to break down and reveal that her mom recently died, as it happened the week that she got to call for Dragula. She never got to tell her that she was on the show. She was her biggest fan, and then she's never going to be able to see it. We did have um, a little bit of this as a teaser earlier in the season. This is the first time we're really seeing Sigourney break down because of it. Uh, Saint consoles her as she cries, then Dolly comes in and Hoso and they tell her that she has a new family. So Gordon knows that it's been two months and nine days and she is feeling alone. And Saint says that she is a strong person, but with her passing and doing the competition at the same time, this is the hardest that she's ever been through. If she can do this, she can do anything. If she doesn't stay in the mindset, she will crumble and crack and she would not want that to happen. So I'm going to ask a question. Is this a setup for a winner's edit? I mean, I always say, in Drag Race at least, if bitches start crying in the first couple episodes, I'm like, oh, they're not going to go far. You have to save your tears for, like, towards the end of the season. And so when I see tears in, like, top four, I'm like, I was like, it's a good sign. Yeah, it makes you, it makes you raise an eyebrow. But, like, I feel like it was just a very, like, genuine, like, I, I don't I won't say it was like a genuine moment because like you know you know how the producers are sometimes at least on drag race where like they push like certain narratives and like yeah. you know they'll start like asking questions about things um but you know I definitely think it was like one of those moments where it's like oh like you know we finally get to see you know how she's actually feeling and you know get to see like a more like real side if that makes sense yeah I mean, this really is the first time I feel like Sigourney is relaxed in the competition because there are massive personalities getting to her. So, and, and she's able to do drag with three other people who like to do drag. There's no drama. And I think maybe this is the first time she's like probably getting to think about the death of her mom and loss and feeling alone. Because in those other pressure cooker moments, you don't really have time to think about the real world. And now she kind of has this moment to really be like, well, this, this is hard. So I, 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 I sympathize with her. I definitely have some empathy for her. Losing a parent is not fun. Um, I didn't have to work when I lost my dad because there was nothing to work around because it was COVID. Um, I don't know how I would have reacted if I was in the middle of doing something else. But I, you have to sympathize with her. And I think it was a real moment. And you're right. I think in, this was very good placement uh, after we just saw on uh, 
Drag Race UK 3. We didn't hear anything about Crystal's backstory until the end, and boom, she wins. Just saying. It's very, very formulaic at this point. Just <laughs> maybe we should slow down on the drag race season so we can be surprised later. That the general but, public doesn't catch up on the patterns. Exactly. Um, well, the clowns leave to go search for a big top. Hey, funny. Zing. It's the day of the show. The clowns as monsters return to get set for the clown show. Saint is going to show off her best mime skills in confessional, and she has put herself in a box. I thought this was really endearing for Saint because it was just so stupid, and it just shows her having a little bit of fun. Her confessionals are so dry. <laughs> the driest. Um, but let's be honest, you would be the same exact way, wouldn't you? No. No? You have more I, fun? I would never... I, I have enough realization that, like, of being on TV to like fair. Talk that's shit. fair. Like, have a little bit of fun. Like, don't be so fucking dry in the confessionals. Like, that's not what people want to see. You're right. Like, you're, you're right. right. You're you are a very genuine person. Like, don't it's TV. It's true. Entertain me. I was like, Michael, you know me. I would never shut the fuck up. I'd be like the Moni Cart of the season, just like narrating everything and being a f- uh-huh. Or or I'd be the villain of the season. You know, like either way. I'd be the quiet sir. Yeah, no, I, I I think Spectre would very much be the um, Ariel Versace of the season. Early out. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I just meant <laughs> slightly delusional. On the show, on the show, on the show, on the show. I'm kidding. You'd be great. Editing weird butt pics and putting them on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I've, I've I've seen that ass in person. <laughs> Is it good? It's it's no diva. It looks like she spilled a basketball in half. <laughs> That's the tea. <laughs> well, like she, of- and she knows it too. Like she's like, yeah, this was a this was a quarantine mistake, but like it happened. It is what it is. <laughs> well, speaking of reads, Saint uh, Hoster is going to read Saint and Sigourney and say that um, the clown challenge will allow them to catch up to her and Dolly and actually start wearing makeup. Very funny, very funny, very very very, very funny joke. Um, Saint is now going to show us that she can pull a rope as a mime. Hashtag mime stuff. Dolly is now going to reveal on international television that they have a clown fetish and they will be full sale. Now, I'm not in the business of kink shaming. We all have our kinks, but wow, this was a new one for me. I had never heard this before. You like, I've heard, like, I, I, nope, I've never heard. I've never, I've never experienced before. Like I've heard of race chasers, and y'all are clowns. So like that's maybe the closest thing to it, but never a clown fucker. You've never like so a clown fucker is like in reference to like people who have sex with drag queens. Okay, so it's not like a literal clown, but this is like hilarious. But yeah, also I was like, if I see, I was waiting for this to come up because if I see one more fucking bitch post a picture of the one time they did clown drag. And they're like, you know, and they like tag Dolly and they're like, they're like, oh, when you went Seraphim. Um, they're like, what? Seraphim. Me, I don't care. Oh, no, no. But like, Everyone else was, like every, multiple, multiple people, like, I like literally like the day of the episode aired, it was like my everyone's stories on Instagram was like tagging uh, them as like. And they're like, at Dolly, like, I heard you have a clown fetish. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was I like, so thirsty. <laughs> 
I mean, Seraphim's barely like, been on that, Instagram and all of a sudden reappears trying to get uh, Dolly. Hey, it's, I, I, I respect the game. I respect the game. She watched my story. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> but then, oh. but did they sign your DMs, though? No. Ah, well. Because, wait, because didn't they say they wanted... Cause this is the other thing. It's like, Dolly said they wanted to get fucked by a clown. Correct. And, no, no, I know, but I'm saying it was like the people that I saw like repost this are like the tiniest like little twins. And I'm like, Diva, you got it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh my god. So, okay, fine. I, again, I'm not saying anything wrong. I've never experienced it. I've never heard of it. Um, cool. But Dolly also reveals that she was terrified of clowns. Then fears turned into obsessions. It's a fear fantasy to be fucked by a clown. They're going to try to get their pinata busted by Bozo. Um, that being said, the, uh, the fear turning into obsession, that is something that is real. And I would love to know more of the psychology behind this. So Dolly, go, go live. Tell us about this. Let's, let, let, if you want to come on the podcast, let's talk all about it. Um, I, I would love to know. Um, Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe I'll get Dolly on the show sometime. I'm supposed to get Saint at some point. She was going to do it before they announced the cast. Literally, the next day after we agreed we we're going to do it, the cast was announced. I was like, well, there goes my show. That's a bummer. And you're like, well, shit. I have to get fucking Janny Jacay on the podcast within the next, like, two weeks before something else gets announced. <laughs> Fuck. Well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Anyway, that's all we get in this edition of Boudoir Chat as the alarm sounds and the monsters are ready to get killer. Um, Bob and Bill Boulay, that's what I'm calling them now because I just got no respect for these two at this point, come out looking like they are wearing something out of Seraphim's closet because um, it's white. Um, oh my God. Literally when they walked on, I was like, oh my God, I got this outfit. And my boyfriend looked at me and he was like, really? You do, huh? <laughs> it was so basic, but... Ah, it was it was pure, it was pretty it was a piece of cloth with shoulder pads and that's what i liked about it but at least they had the shoulder pads that's where yeah much. the shoulder pads were like they were cool yeah it's true well um uh, the reason why i think they were wearing this is because they blew all their mo- uh money on the actual prize so this is yeah, they blew this their is money than they're on that puppets that's true um <laughs> judging this floor show are Dragula super fan and star of HBO's We're Here, Bob the Drag Queen. Yes, they just did that. They said, we will name drop another drag TV show, but not that drag TV show. Ah, that's so funny. I didn't even think the about shade, that. The shade. What is it? Why do they hate Drag Race so much? It's their, like, top competitor. Also, it's just, like, kind of the antithesis of them. I don't know if I that's said true. that right. Um, also, we have What We Do in the Shadow star, Harvey Gillen. Um, have ever I, either of you watched this television program? No. Nope. Same. I've been told <laughs> I would like it, but I'm like, I don't know if I would, but cool. Maybe one day. All right. In honor of this Killer Clown Floor show, <clears throat> we are going to play Pennywise or Ronald McDonald. Okay. <laughs> okay. all right um first up is hoso teratoma no designers listed this was a lot there was a lot to take in i appreciate the white and red motif as it really does read circus the masks are terrifying but it is true hoso really needs clarity and clarity is not her strong suit 
Like, why is there a sword and a chicken? Why are the back of the mask incomplete? Why does the hat really not look like a 10? Um, I think my biggest issue with Hoso is that while her drag is always extraordinary, it's the intent that's often lost. She needs to prescribe to the theory of show, don't tell. Spectra, what did you think? So I loved the way that it was like drawn out and it was sketched. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate, you know, that they had so many ideas, but I think, you know, kind of like what the Boulay said is like, it got lost because there was so much happening. And I think that's because the way that the proportions were on the sketch were not the same way it was proportioned on Hoso's body. Mm-hmm. So then it ended up just kind of like getting all muddled together because it was kind of like the hat wasn't, was too close to the masks. And then the masks were like too like big out to the sides and then like too close to the hats. So then like you lost like that detail. Like there was so much going on that you couldn't focus in on like all the cool things that would, that were there because there was too much to look at and then also the whole like you know it being unfinished thing because like you know I've seen it so many times where like you know there are certain things that are meant to be like seen from certain angles and that's okay but if you're doing a floor show where you're going to be moving you have to keep in mind that these looks are going to be seen from a full 360 so you need to think about every little detail being covered and they obviously didn't think about that because the back of those masks were party city masks you know just like plastic yeah no i I definitely do think that hosa when she designs designs for a fashion body and she is very petite so when it gets like like, half that size yeah when she puts it on she does not have a long torso she doesn't have long legs when she puts it on it's like "Mm, nope sarah from what did you think I just don't agree with you two. I just think it's, I thought it was easily the best look out of the four. I thought it was so good. Like, I didn't think it was crazy complicated. I feel like a lot of drag, like of the best drag looks are like two things combined into like a thing. Like, I guess it could have been a little bit more cohesive, but it just kind of felt like their their critiques of the outfit were like full bullshit when they were like complicated ideas. I was like, oh, you mean non-Western? And like, it just like, I thought it was so good. And it was by far the most like, well thought out of the four looks. Like I thought, like, I thought the masks were cool. Like there, I, it was just a more completed, there was a lot of like small details there. I just thought it was, I thought the other three were just kind of basic comparatively. That's fair. Harvey liked the whole look altogether. She came out with three faces, but it would have been cool if it weren't the center face. Bob says the clowns, when they kill, use unconventional weapons. So it was weird to see with a clown with a sword. She says, lose the sword, keep the chicken. She says, because she is so detailed, when you see the back of the mask are not painted, it pulls you out of the visual. Swan says, there is too much going on here. She says, she decorated beyond and she is missing the message. Drax says, her face has become her iconic part of Dragula history. She changes it, but you can still see Hoso. She says there was a little bit of business overall with her concept, but she did a good job. I still think it was a good look. I'll give it a Pennywise, but with an artist like Hoso, who is always so on, you got to start nitpicking the little things. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, like I, like I loved the idea on paper, but I feel like the execution of it, it just was too busy. Like I love the idea, but just the execution is like where I feel like it got lost for me. 
So like, I'll still give it a Pennywise, but- uh, I agree that it was too busy, but I do think yeah. that like, the others were too basic. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You giving a Pennywise? Obviously. The audience, 94% Pennywise, 6% Ronald McDonald. Let's ask the audience. <laughs> Next up is Sigourney Beaver. Uh, you cannot deny what Sigourney does. She does brilliantly. The beat is giving me Harley Quinn. It is actually like perfect. There is not a flaw to be seen on that face. The clown white really makes those colors pop. The orange hair is a lot, but the shape is perfect for this look as they are kind of cones with the hat. I love the polka dot verse playing in the costume. I do wish it would have had mismatched colored shoes as well. But yeah, she must have just forgotten to distress the hat because that was not dirty at all. It was perfectly clean. And yeah, that puppet, creepy. Um, but I would like to see a show with Big Sig and Little Pound Cake. <laughs> and finally, the balloon gag was easily but poorly executed. This is one of those situations where you have to cut those strings down or use one of like those balloon holders so you don't get connected with at the bottom. Like it was just not, she just didn't execute it properly. And we've, we've seen it many times this season. If you don't practice your props, they're going to call you out for it. Seraphim, what did you think of Sigourney? Mixed bag. So love the look in theory. The, I like the look on its own. I wanted more from her at this point in, this, in the game, which isn't really fair to say because like they don't know like where these right. challenges are going to be placed. Exactly. Um, the hat was like V-Stark white. I thought the critiques were, again, bullshit. Her fucking like, she flubbed the, the fucking props so badly that like, like she was tripping over her balloons. I was expecting, and, and they mentioned it also, but I was expecting her when to like pop a balloon to like blood come out instead of just like popping a balloon. Like I just thought also, and am I wrong or was there helium in these balloons? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> cause I was like, where did they get the helium? Um, I thought the critiques were very kind, especially because isn't what a prop malfunction landed Zava in the bottom twice and got her sent Correct. home. Meanwhile, Correct. she's tripping over her fucking feet and they're just like, you know what? That's okay. I was like, it, and she like rubbed a little dirt on her and they were like, yeah, that's enough filth for us, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't enough for me. It was a good look. I just wanted more. Yeah. Vector. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat and Michael... I've said this before on the podcast and I will continue to say it. I love the look. It did not fit the theme. I did not get killer from this clown at all. Clown. Yes. I love this outfit and I, I, I want it. You know, I, I love the hair. I agree that, you know, the attention to detail with the hat being stark white. I was like, how did like you spent how long rubbing your tights on the floor? Like you should have rubbed your hat on the floor too. Um, and again, I wish the shoes were mismatched. Like the attention to detail was just overlooked. And again, the balloon gag, good idea in theory, poor execution. They were tripping all over it. Like even if they just like made it like a balloon cluster and like had the balloons like attached like up at the top. Cause like, and I think the only thing that did save them with the the prop malfunction is then like when, um, they said when she started like stabbing the balloons like a mad woman, they said they really liked that. Do I think that was enough to compensate for the fact that they were like literally like ate shit on their own prop? Absolutely not. 
And also, I agree that, like, if they, like, popped a balloon and had, like, a face full of blood, that would have been, that would have been it for me. Like, I think that would be really cool. Or even if, like, they, you know, I think it would have been cool if they found a way to, like, put, like, fake faces on the balloons. Like, kind of like how, um, um, Dahlia made, like, the skin dress. If they had, like, latex, like, faces, like, kind of like Hoso's mask like, with the eyes and the mouth carved out, like, glued onto the balloons like they were like collecting like victims faces that would have been really cool and like that would have brought it into like the killer realm for me i just feel like overall great look it didn't fit the theme and you know that killer aspect just like wasn't there for me you yeah. know like yeah. it looked too much like a party clown yeah i didn't even think about that but you're totally like i completely agree with you it's a great clown look it's not a great killer clown look this would have been yeah. great on the main stage of rufal's drag race she almost killed herself when she tripped over a prop. Yeah, you're right. The story was not there. And for, for uh, a show that's calling out other contestants for storytelling, it, it's, it's very interesting that this storytelling wasn't here. Mm. Bob says that everything was put together so nicely and she liked how she dingied up some of the fabric, but the hat being clean takes her out of it. She likes the danger of drag, but when she was tangled up, she was worried she was going to hurt herself. Swan loves the silhouette and finds it twisted and beautiful. She loves the multiple personality mini-me puppet. Harvey said she struggled with the balloons. They consumed her. He would have liked to have seen a big finale with blood popping out of one. Drax saw her frenzy when she had to massacre the balloons and it added to killer clown. The look I will give a Pennywise, but it's the softest Pennywise will give all night. Um, but it needed more. This was too poor to do this late in the game if we're going off of like killer clown i would give it a was- ronald mcdonald as a look on its own void of any category it's a pennywise so i don't know that's kind of a wimpy answer. right in the middle <laughs> yeah it was like i i agree it was like the look by itself like just standing on its own I was like like I said I would wear it like I fucking love it I give it a Pennywise but you know in you know relation to the challenge that was killer clowns I'm giving it a Ronald McDonald because the audience the audience was 69% Pennywise 31% Ronald McDonald next up Dolly um, all season long, Dolly is giving us very lean looks in the sense that they all tend to be pants and no big garments, but no matter what, it is a serve, and it is always great attention to detail. Um, this is no different. At first, I did think they were traffic cones, and I was immediately triggered, but then the colors allowed me to see them as candy corn. Uh, <laughs> this is Ronald Devil cousin who came to the family reunion and did an oopsie and murdered everybody there. Um... I think the beat is signature Dolly. And yet if you showed me the faces of all of Dolly's looks this season, I might have a little difficulty pairing them up. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. My biggest issue here is the gums because they are the wrong shade of pink and it really took me out of it. This was a time to create one of those awful molds and put them in your mouth. Like, you know, when you get like bitted for braces, like that kind of gross, disgusting mold. Um, and yeah, candy corn in the crotch was an ewy to me. I don't like that one. No. Extra, <laughs> what though. did you think of Dolly? I okay. I had mixed feelings about this look. I at first 
I thought the colors were not bright enough. Like the on the the candy corn stripes on like the leather straps did not read as candy corn until they got out um, into the sunlight for the um, uh, the racing portion. Mm-hmm. So it just looked like leathery skin. So I was like, why are they saying like, oh, like candy corn colors and it's all brown. So like that, that bothered me a little bit. The other thing is that I wish the, the legs were, I wish it was more like more form fitting because I feel like the proportions are like a little weird for me because like the straps on the body are really tight. And then you get down to the legs and they almost look like boot cut. Like, I wish it was just like tighter, you know? You want fashion. You want Dolly to serve fashion. I, I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily fashion. I think it's just, you know, the same thing that I said about um, with Hoso and even like Sigourney, it's just like the attention to detail and just like looking at like how something fits on your body and that, you know, it just, the attention to detail like needs to be there. Like, I wish it was more like, you know, a, um, like a body, like a, um, like a body harness where it was just like, if it's going to be straps, like tighten them all the way and like have it like more form fitting. Um, but like, I think the, um, the mohawk with like the candy corn and the candy corn, the crotch, like it was gross. It was like, I like thought that that was, you know, like a really good moment for them. I wish their face wasn't so red and I wish it was more orange and red. Um, like I wish the, the coloring was more cohesive. Um, and same thing with like the, the stripes and the arms. Like I wish they were, you know, if they're going to, if you're going to be a candy corn clown, you know, go all the way, but overall like I think this was like my favorite look because I feel like it told like you know it was very apparent like what they were and like what they were going for and like they really sold it with like you know all like the little like nuances and they had like the big like comical like dentist drill and the gums and like the magnifying glass like those details were good I just wish like the costume was like tailored a bit more I don't know if tailored is the right word but that's the word I'm using Seraphim, what did you think of the Tina Burner fantasy? I told you, this episode got me heated. I, on its own, apart from, like, if they just posted this on Instagram and they were it was not part of a TV show, I would have been like, work. Um, it, I agree, it told a story the most cohesively, and it was a killer clown, like, but also the critiques... And I've said this twice already. The critiques were bullshit. Last <laughs> week, they gave him the critique that they're like, okay, like, yes, you did. Um, like, this is a good look, but also you painted yourself white as you always do. And you did the same paint and the same kind of style and look. And we wanted to see something different from you. And then this week, he gives you exactly what he always fucking gives us. And they ate it up. Like, this is, like, I wanted to see something wildly different for a clown. And I'm just like, and you just gave us the exact same, like, pants, like, kind of like, like, it's just very much the same. And I was really looking forward to, like, what they would give us. And it just felt the same. And also, again, the candy corn thing wasn't super clear until they literally pulled out candy corn. So, like, I don't know what that was. Or they had different lighting. Like, I'm just like, I didn't like it. I thought the critiques were dumb. Like, I... It just felt like they just wanted to give it to him because they like him a lot. And that is the narrative. Listen, they, they are the quote unquote writers of the show. They are producing the show. And I've I, this is something I've called out from early season two and three. 
they have their own critiques they're going to give and you're going to have to eat them up and, and, and accept that this is the direction the show they want to give. They, they're pushing a certain narrative and it's very, very obvious and it is what it is. Um, we're not going to stop watching. We're just going to be talking about it. We're just going to talk about it this <laughs> way. But uh, Swan says they look fucking cool. She calls the look sick and twisted. Um, they peeled back the performance slowly and said it was brilliant. Harvey loved everything about the performance. He says they are in character the whole time. It's his favorite look of the night. Bob at first thought they were a traffic cone clown, but a candy corn cloud makes more sense. She calls it wild from the top of her corn to the bottoms of her corns of her feet and calls it drag. Drag says her favorite part was the crotch candy. She says the concept was great and the detail was well done. I mean, again, Dolly is always going to deliver you a good look. This is a good look. Is it my favorite? No, it's, it's monotonous. Again, it's another white face. It's another pant. I want some diversity because, I mean, on Resurrection, we got some diversity in the looks. Um, I'm not as impressed this season. That being said, I'm still going to give it a Pennywise. Ladies, where are we going? I guess same, but I'm not, like, impressed by it. Yeah, it was like, I still, I give it a very soft Pennywise, but I, because, again, relating back to the theme, I feel like this was the most on, like, on theme clown. Like, it was very apparent that they were a killer clown, like, and, you know, again, it's just the details that, like, bothered me, but, like, I think overall, it's like, it read as a killer clown. So, there you go. The audience, 94% Pennywise, 6% Ronald McDonald. Before. They loved it. And finally, we have Saint Look by Roxy Mess. She is fashion, and I'm here for it. If you told me this was a character from like a Jordan Peele movie, I would have said, yes, you are correct. Um, I think her performance was improved as the character did have a bit more life than some of her others. I'm not sure I actually got full mime out of it. Like, if you're going to go full mime, lean a bit further into French mime. Give me like a beret. Give me a turtleneck. Go raid Seraphim's Closet. She's got all that shit. Um, for a moment, it looked like an inmate who escaped prison. Um, I think the face was horrifying in all the right ways. The sleeves were really fashion. And while the cut of the overalls were fashion, they needed to be fucking distressed. Um, Seraphim, what did you think? I feel like you would wear this. I was literally about to say, I was like, this um, this look out of all the looks is one that I feel like I could see myself in the most. Um, I thought it was a bit lackluster, especially compared to like the rest. I think the sleeves are really cool. Um, I wish the bottom of the pants matched the sleeves and like poofiness. And so it was a little bit more like, it, it more matchy matchy on the bottom half and the top half because the top half was like okay and the bottom half is like very plain um yeah yeah it was i i didn't love it i thought the book was okay the acting thing was whatever like but again there was no like killer aspect to it they were just sad yeah spectra Uh, yeah i was like i kind of agree it's like you know i loved the idea that they had but and I think the Boulets might have given this as a critique, but I don't remember is that uh, they said Saint looked more like a victim of a killer clown rather than like the killer clown itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, I just agree. It's like, you know, if you're going to go like with the mime, like, you know, like really go for it. Like, I think they could have like really sold it if they did like, you know, if they had like some sort of prop that was like, you know, like an invisible box, but like the box is like made out of like barbed wire or something. 
you know, like, they really could have, like, sold, like, you know, this, like, a killer mime if they, like, went a different route, but I feel like they looked more like a victim than, you know, the killer clown itself. Yeah. Juan loves to see a fat clown, but doesn't see the killer in her. The please help me was a cool message. Harvey says it was very fashion, but it could have had a little more. He says the camera does love her and she could be an amazing performer on screen, but she has to start reading to the back row of this of a theater. Drac says choosing a mind was interesting with the critiques she has been given to lean into the physicality. She is listening. Bob loves the shirt with the fierce sleeves, but the overalls are overpowering. She doesn't know if it was custom or not, but says that you do not want to go into a finale of a drag competition with store-bought clothes. She goes on to say that she was struggling a lot to give her critique as when you are a black person, people will try to discredit your victories and act like they won because of a diversity hire. It will hurt her heart to give her a critique that was less than glowing, but she also feels black queer to black queer that it is important to help each other know when they can lift each other up as well. I thought that was really important for Bob to say. Um, and Bob is definitely that person who will speak the truth and, and um, say something like that. So I was, I was really, it was really cool to see Bob be like, I don't care if I'm just a guest judge, I'm going to tell you what needs to be said. Yeah. I mean, as far as like guest judges go, I love when there's drag queens because they actually know what they're talking about. And it was like yeah. very real, like, constructive critiques and like i have nothing but respect i'm gonna give it a pennywise again the softest the softest pennywise um because it's a good look um it Mm -hmm. just needed to go further and i'm I'm not sure if they're losing steam here or what but um maybe again this is another situation of the boulets have a certain idea of what they want and the execution of the television program is not matching it um but I did think it was an okay look. It's a Pennywise. Where are you guys? Where are you both going? I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be fair. Like again, loved the idea, and I like I love the look. But same thing I said about Sigourney is that you know I don't see the killer and the killer clown. Like yeah, I see a clown, but you know the killer aspect just isn't there for me. Like they look more like a victim. So I'm gonna have to actually wait. Shit, did I give? I can't remember if I gave Sigourney a no. I gave her a Ronald McDonald because I was like doesn't fit the theme. Yeah, so I'm gonna, it's gonna have to be another Ronald McDonald. It's like, cool idea. It's just, there's no killer in that killer clown for me. Yeah, I'm gonna give another wimpy answer where it's like, if we're just judging the look on its own, it's a good look and it's a, it's a Pennywise. But if it's in regards to the challenge, which is what I guess the Boulets constantly say is what they're judging on, um, then it is a, it, it, it is a Ronald McDonald. Yeah, audience. That's where I'm at. 62% Pennywise, 38% Ronald McDonald. Swan is about to reveal who the winner is, but fucks up her line and says, Killer Queen, and Drac calls her out. And I love when people fuck up lines because I do it all the time and no one knows when I do it on the podcast most of the time because I either edit it out or I retake my um, my moments. But I was like, that's really funny. I love when you do that. I'm glad they kept it in there. I thought it was really funny. It was, it was a good Very moment. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the winning bozo is... Dolly, agree or disagree? Disagree. I feel like I agree. I think I'm going to agree, but I don't know if it's a full agree for me. It's just uh, of what we have left. I want to see the other contestants what they were going to do. That's where I'm t- where I'm going on this one. See, I feel like again, if we're talking about like you know, like based on the challenge, like you know, I feel like 
they had the most apparent killer clown. Like they, you know, they, and also this is the other thing. So I was going to say this earlier, but I feel like the reason why they were raving about Dolly, I feel like we've seen this before is like, because Dolly listened to the critiques and improved on what they were told to improve on. So the Boulets were kind of like, yes, you did all the things we told you to do. So I think that was uh, the final push they needed to kind of be like, you did all the things that we told you to do. So now we can give you this win. But I disagree with you because last episode, they were like, we just really wanted you to give us something that wasn't like a white face and like your typical paint. And but the thing is, was like that, but that episode. makes sense for a clown though. That's, and that's the thing is that they're like, you know, I think, I think that's where I was going with that. I think I just like fucked up, fucked myself up. Whereas like <laughs> they like, the, but like a white face for a clown makes sense. Yes, but like yeah. do it differently. Like don't do the same eye shape that you always do. Like do right. something different mm-hmm. other than like make the black on your eyes red. But you know what? And like the thing is, is like, and even like, um, you notice this with Drag Race too, is like, I feel like they always read the, like, I don't want to say alternative. Cause I know that's like, like, like Crystal Method. They read Crystal Method for always doing the same face, but yeah. do they ever read the fishy like girls always yeah. doing <laughs> like you know like i feel like you can't you know like did they read hoso forever doing the same face they literally said in the same episode they're like your face has become a regular yeah. staple but she's true yeah but i feel like she did it better i don't know i, I agree no i, I like, fully like, agree do you, what, do you see what i, I mean think, though yeah no i i agree because i do think hoso does play around with shapes and colors and things in a different way than uh dali does they all have to face the extermination challenge. They will be taken on location to participate in the clown cart death race from hell. They will compete against each other in a series of obstacles. Now, I want to ask a question for clarification here. Dolly is the winner, but could Dolly have been exterminated? No. They didn't. I, they did. They never said, Dolly, you're in the finals. You're in the final I, three. There's no way. Like, I, I stand by... I think maybe in earlier seasons, the the elimination challenge could kind of determine whether or not you're going to stay or go home. But as long as you do it and do it kind of like well-ish, it's going to be mostly based on the competition and who they want to bring to the next week. It's not going to be sure. like fair. strictly based on the competition. Yeah, I think honestly, I think now the exterminations are more so just for like entertainment and like shock value. Yeah, you know? But like them- also, <laughs> Dali had like a whole ass fucking go-kart. And well, we'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, we okay. will. <laughs> we we got to talk about the, this, this, um, uh, the moment off stage where Dolly knows that having two wins under their belt will give them confidence to move forward, but knows that track record. Yeah, it doesn't matter on this show. It's not really taken into consideration. Who cares? Um, Hoso welcomes Dolly into the two winners club. Saint is disappointed as the critiques were less than desirable. Now, Hoso says that everyone but Dolly got good and bad critiques, so it would be a lie for anyone to say they're not scared. Except for Sigourney, she's not scared. She's not worried she's going anywhere. And Hoso is happy for her. Why is she so confident? I think it's baloney. I think she's just like putting it on to like in front of them because literally in the last episode during her confessionals for the extermination challenge, she's like, I don't think Zava or Dolly's going to go home. I'm worried that I might go home. Yeah. And then this episode, she's like very confident that she's going to make it to the end. I call baloney. Yeah, agreed. Hoso. Wants to be in the top three, but she is shaking in her boots. 
Saint needs to be in the top three because she's there for people who need to see her there. And Sigourney says that all of them, she does see Saint there. Hoso says she sees herself, Dolly and Saint. She believes the winner has to have Dragula in their fucking blood and goes on to say that the three of them don't have anywhere else for them to go, which Sigourney gets mighty offended by this comment. Like, very offended. Sigourney says that physically, she does not have other places to go as she is limited by her body. But she knows that she has Dragula in her blood, even though it doesn't look like what she thinks it should look like. She says she has built herself up on her own and do whatever she wants and fuck everyone else. Either get with it or get out. She is fucking hardcore bitch. Was Hoso trying to allude that she's more mainstream, that she could do a show like a drag race and the three of them could not? I think so. It took me two watches to figure that out because I was very confused the first time. Yeah. Um, but I fully think that's what they were trying to say. I could, I could agree with that. Yeah, um, and I I understand why that would be offensive uh, while currently filming this this said show. Especially being like a cisgendered woman, like I, yeah. I thought it was a, a kind of nasty comment, honestly. And to yeah. be fair, at the time of this filming, UK three had not aired yet. We would we probably would have known about the casting of Victoria Scone, but I don't think it was a no one really knew officially that there was going to be a cisgender um, AFAB contestant on Drag Race, finally. So, more to be mad at. But Sigourney goes through her resume as of why she has proven herself on the show, and then shades Hoso that all she had to do was a photo shoot. Not wrong! Not wrong! Listen, Seraphim, I don't know if you've spoken to Zavaleta about that. I know I went off last week about the things that I know the producers fed into their ears and told them to say, but that, th- what was scary about it? What was hard about it? Literally. I know they were like, oh my God, I was like knocked under the waves. I was like. Stupid. Huh. Sigourney is going to say that she sees herself, Saint and Dolly as the final three, as they are seasoned performers, know how the road works. They know how to tour. They know how to be organized and they know how to work with other people. Okay, so Sigourney's getting a little personal here. Uh, that, that heated modem from Hoso, she's, she's now going out for the ho- attacks. She's going to call out Hoso for being unaware of her surroundings and people's feelings and personal space, and she thinks that she's now too young and not ready as she is unprepared. And all is going to say is, I respect that you answered honestly. Would you have taken it as lightly as Hoso did? I mean, Hoso was just coming for her like a second ago. But not as yeah. strongly. But I mean, like, the thing so, is, though. She like, said her drag look didn't belong on this show. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, and, and like, also, like, not for nothing, I feel like Hoso probably realized, like, oh, shit, she's kind of right. Like, I feel like being on, you know, like, going on tour and even just, like, I, I like, like, organization is like so important i thought it was so funny when they like cut to the thing and like you know her like running around like look asking for makeup wipes like multiple weeks in a row the edit was golden like but but here's what i gotta say you're telling me that this show does not supply makeup wipes for their contestants that's what i said i was like why does she have to ask for makeup wipes it's a drag show it's a drag competition Canada's Drag Race has a fucking sponsorship by Neutrogena and has a whole fucking wall of makeup wipes. 
it's that is what got me. I was like, I don't care if you're asking, like you ask your sisters for things, but the show should have the necessities. Right. Yeah. I, I, wish, when like got Sigourney, I wish when she asked Sigourney, Sigourney was just like for free. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Especially <laughs> what were we gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say it was like like I, like yeah, like I don't mind like her like having to borrow things for your sisters because like we all do that. But the fact like the thing that like irked me and like you know I was like you know I was kind of like oh shit Sigourney's right is that you knew that it was over multiple weeks yeah. and it kept happening with the same thing. Get your or shit like, together, diva. She asked Dolly for a cup and she was like oh no like Dolly was like oh actually I like forgot and she's like I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like what? Well, now it's time for Saint to choose chaos, and she's going to say that she's going to go with herself, Dolly, and Sigourney, um, and she's going to blame Hoso's disorganization for her answer. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a cop out because that's already been said." Yeah. And Dolly is political and says the top three sitting on the couch, so themselves, Dolly, um, uh, uh, Hoso, and Saint, and Sigourney's face cracked. That was like almost um, Jan level. Um, Wait, who said that, Dolly? Dolly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolly is just basing it off the track record, and I know when they got back to that hotel, they were yelling at each other. I'm sure. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like Hoso does have two wins. True, I agree. And I personally and thought she should have won this episode. Well, it is time to head to location, and this is just a park where there are just some dead clowns in a pit that emerge because they need some action for the stupid ass extermination. Our final four walk up in their looks and assume their carts. We have like a dune buggy, a little go-kart, a scooter, and a fucking power wheels. This is clearly where the budget of the season went to. The go-karts. Wait, did you recognize the clowns though? Who were yeah, they? they were I, the they were a lot of they were a couple of the eliminated queens. Um, yeah, it was formaldehyde. Was there. Formaldehyde. And um Bitter Betty was the one that looked like the one from the big comfy couch. I think the yeah. only thing they were missing was um, Jade and Zava. Interesting, yeah, because I mean, I recognize most. Uh, uh, like, obviously, Coco was. Yeah. Very organized. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, okay, good makeup jobs. Because I, I wasn't really paying attention. Obviously, I'm reading my notes as well. But um, good call. Thanks for letting me know. Um, but yeah, which which of those cards did you want? Not Sigourney's. That looked scary. Uh, yeah, I would have wanted Dali's because, like, and that was the thing. It's like, we'll get to this later, but like, I was pissed at like how this course turned out. But I feel like the way that they were like throwing the pies and trying to get them in their face, I feel like it was harder with the way that like Dali had the full like roll cage. Yeah. Like, but if you looked at like literally like, anyone else's, like they were just like ass out to the winds. Like they could get a full wind up and get a full pie to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Coco is going to be the um, back from the dead girl with the flags. Um, so I have a crazy idea here. Am I the only one who thinks that the Boulets need to create like Dragula monster racing? Like that's basically like Mario Kart where like you can play as like past contestants of all four seasons and like just race around stupid places. Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh, I yeah. So I mean, cool. like, like a Halloween version of like Mario Kart. Absolutely. Who who would you who would your racer be? Who would you pick of all four seasons? So so I want to not to discredit that. I want to change it because they made a twisted metal reference when they were like talking about the race cart, which is like this like PlayStation game where mm-hmm. you 
are like remember. town yeah. metal like monster trucks and you like kill each other. So I wish it were kind of like that. Okay, we'll, we'll combine characters. the two. All right. Who, so who do you want to play as? Who who is your um, Abora? Okay. Spectre, <laughs> so who are you playing as? Uh, God. Um. For me, if it's if it's any reference to Mario Kart or anything, Erica Clash, hands down. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, true. Um, I know I want to say Ava Destruction because I feel like she'd have like some badass like fucking straight razor type shit. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, Madeline Hatter would probably have a cool car. Also true. I feel like she'd have a um. Part. She she would have the um license plate that says uh, "fuck the big picture." <laughs> Um, when the Boulets tweeted about this episode coming out, they said this one's for you, Zochimochi, and I don't know why, but I was very intrigued by it. Weird. All right. So the clowns, as we mentioned, will throw pies in the faces of the racers. But I'm I'm telling you, like this challenge, the edit the way they edit it, this wasn't a full-on actual race. Like they stopped to get pied. Like they th- this was all part of the filming to put this sequence together. There was no challenge here. Um, If you want to know who was winning at certain times, no one could tell you because the the entire setup was not linear. Um, It was all editing to make a cool little montage and I'm tired of it. Don't tell me what I'm supposed to feel. Yeah, like I wished, you know, and this is the other thing. We saw how horrendous the ball throwing was at a stationary target. Imagine those contestants trying to throw pies at a moving target, they would have not have hit a single person. Oh, but like right. when they said it was supposed to be like um, uh, like an obstacle course, I was expecting, you know, like more obstacles, like more of like, put it, again, putting the killer and killer clown, putting the obstacle in obstacle course. You know, like they just drove in circles and stopped so that they could get pied or like slowed down so that they could get pied. Like, I wanted more, you know? Like, I, like, I would, like, and, you know, they, like, sold the whole thing, like, oh, like, you know, the, the, um, the, there's gonna be four different carts, and you're gonna have, like, different advantages. Like, if you're gonna fucking slow down to get pied in the face, like, no one has an advantage at that point. Yeah, there, there was no advantage to any of these carts. They, it was just four things that they found on eBay that were still available for cheap, and this is what they ended up with. Yeah, just, like, the only difference was, like, the speed they are able to go at. Yeah. I mean, the Boobies have done this, like, a handful of times where they've, like, really talked up an extermination challenge, and then when we watch it, we're like, wait, that's not really what you said at all. Literally this season. But yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, in the end, Dali crosses the finish line first, followed by St. Sigourney and Hosa, who is just literally just scooching around. They took the music and out. Her glasses. So silly. And then we just get extra filming of um, Coco voguing with the flags, because why not? They needed B-roll. All right. That was so. I love Coco. <laughs> we're going to be mirroring the opening. We head to the puppet theater where we see more incredible, incredible puppets on the top four. Sell them. That's the merch that the fans want. Let those be the items you're going to be selling. Not those stupid Boulay Brothers masks. Those puppets. Literally oh, had the exact same thought. I was like, I would fu- like I. I'd buy them. Yeah, I'd buy the marionettes. Like it's fucking yeah. sick. I hope they let the top four keep those marionettes of themselves because that would be fucking cool. I mean, yeah. they probably weren't even made until like way after they filmed. Okay, but still, a nice thought though. <laughs> They're sitting in the Boulay's house probably somewhere. We're going to see these giant marionettes of the Boulay's come in to stalk them. Dolly gets removed. 
while Hoso and Saint are then seen with each boule about to stab them. So it's safe to say that it was down to Saint and Hoso as the bottom two. But we're gonna get a two beats continued. So first let's 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 discuss where this bottom two of those two came from. Um, where are we going with this keeping Sigourney safe once again scenario? They just want her to do well and they're just kind of like glossing over her mistakes because they like her and that's the narrative that they want. Yeah, like honestly, I think it could have very easily been, well, okay, two things. One, could have very easily been a bottom three mm-hmm. with the three of them because, but I will say the only redeeming quality they find, or not they, that I find with um, Hoso's killer clown is that at least there was like, you know, a weapon and like, you know, yeah. an actual like, you know, dirty, like grungy look to them. Whereas Saint looked like a victim of a killer clown and Sigourney just looked like, you know, like Ronald McDonald's like hotter sister. Like, <laughs> you know, there was, there was no killer there except the fact that they like pulled a knife out and stabbed some balloons. Yeah. I mean, I did ask the audience what they thought. And a lot of people think it's going to be um, everyone going to the finals. It's going to be a top four again. I'm not so sure. I so, Part of me thinks that what, what worries me is that Hosel is also touring on her own. Um, okay. And so I'm like, does that mean you're not part of this tour? You're like, oh, if, shit. you're like, I did the math. If Hoso gets eliminated, is it because of the backstage stuff? Is that why there is so much discussion of it on the show this season? It's what they brought up like a couple, like in two episodes, and they've never brought it up before in any critique about anybody before. That would be my only idea of why Hoso would be eliminated because I'm gonna work with. Yeah, I mean that 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 is a real thing. I mean. The block list is very long um, of people I won't work with because they're terrible to work with. Like, it is a thing. Um, But I don't know. I just can't justify why you would eliminate Hoso with two wins going into the finale. Um, So that's why of these two, I say it's going to be a final four. That being said, if if it was Sigourney down there, I would have a very different answer. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, before I answer, I've... I have a question. Um, have, haven't they given Hosa the same critiques though, like week after week of like, you know, edit and like be more mindful of like doing too much? You know, I feel like, yes. Oh, like, totally. Like but how, once you're in the competition, do you edit down your costumes that are already fully made? But like, don't they, but isn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Dragula a different setup than like Drag Race where like they're actually- Oh, okay. Like they, they still pretend like they're making their outfits there, but like Zappa Foley had the list like before, like during the yeah. summer. These season one and two, when there was no budget and it was literally um, get a camera from the store and film the show, that was like they had like week to do their look and everything. Yeah. Once they got some money from the Amazon, um, that's when the show changed and now they gotcha. have the shutter okay. money. So that, so that, but okay, but still, you know, they still have like this, they, Hoso still could have edited down sure. the look or like played with the proportions, but like okay, so that changed my answer a little bit. So thank you for clarifying that because yeah, I was like, if I'm making the look, I was like, they could have totally like edited. It. 
they still could have edited it. Um, but my thing is like, I still think they could very easily, you know, go in with the top four. Um, you know, I think again, if we're going based off of, you know, the, you know, the edit and like the favoritism that we've seen, I think Hosa could go and, you know, Saint's going to come in and they're going to be like, woo, top three. And we're all like, wow, didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, or like, God, like what, what a twist it would be if they were like, they both go home and like, then it's just a top two. I mean, the, the other possibility is I'm going to assume, um, based on the trailer from the beginning of the season, the next episode is the reunion. It is the last supper. Um, maybe there's some sort of vote. I, I, the only, the only reason I would be hesitant about saying it's a top four is that there was like stabbing and there was blood. So I feel like they, and there was two separate splatters of blood. So they at least did, they, yeah, they at least killed somebody. Right. We'll say, we're going to see, and I'm sure what, no matter what, we're all going to be bitching about it next week. (laughs) Like no matter what, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. All right. Well, we kind of discussed my first two burning questions, but my final burning question after eight episodes, the winner of the season is. I feel like a clown. I feel like a clown for saying this. Um, I still believe that it's going to be Sigourney because they love her so much. I feel like in the beginning of the season, they were like all up on her. And I feel like towards the end, they started being all up on Dolly, but I feel like that was only to like throw us off the scent and not be as obvious. So I'm still gonna say Sigourney yeah I I want to say the same thing as like I feel like you know the writing's on the walls like they have favorites yeah yeah you know and like I'm gonna say Sigourney I, I, I feel like Sigourney as well and I would not have said it last week but after hearing the critiques seeing what happened with the um this little post extermination challenge film I think it is Sigourney especially if they do in fact eliminate Hoso because you're putting Sigourney up against two people who are just on resurrection. And I feel like that kind of equals it out. Um, And I think they really are in tune and aware of wanting to crown the first AFAB performer. And I'm not going to take anything away from Sigourney, but there was no doubt in my mind all season long, Land Insider was the winner. The Drag King deserved the win. I can't say the same thing about Sigourney this season. I just wish, yeah, I wish she gave us like a little bit more versatility. She did everything she did very well. Absolutely. There was more. It'll be interesting. And um, I, I, again, I think this is a very, very, very strong top four. Um, maybe it is the top. The, the the best in in series history i'm not sh- i really have to go in and see but um i'm i'm here for it i think it's uh whoever wins is going to be um leading the charge for dragula to, uh in the future they're all worthy winners i got a mini extermination challenge for you so we're doing like truth or dare type things and i i got a little um this one was hard to figure out how to keep it on theme but in honor of Killer Queen, Killer Killer Queens, I did it! I did it! <laughs> killer Clowns, Killer Queens, <laughs> I did it! Uh, in honor of Killer Clowns, you have both partaken in long form competitions. If you were a Killer Clown, which of your fellow competitors would you kill first, and why? Audrey, so I could win. 
All right, there you go. Baxter, <laughs> who are you killing? Do not give me Miss Congeniality answer. I want a real answer. What, like from, from my competition, you mean? Yeah, from your competition. Probably Venus Stratton, because uh, this bitch was like, like no one, ex- I mean, I would say no one expected to be in the top four, but we all were like, oh, she's so new. She doesn't know what she's doing. And like, she's been fucking killing it. So like, gotta okay. kill her before she can uh, kill the competition. There you go. <laughs> well, it was amazing have you both here to bitch about this show because it's fun to do that where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you got coming up sarah, um, can you kick us off you can find me on instagram and twitter at uh sarah from nyc still because i still don't know what to change it to um <laughs> um but yeah starting next month you can catch me at um some shows around dc so keep a lookout amazing back sure. All right, uh, on Instagram at the Spectra Electra, um, currently competing um, in the Queen Cycle Two at Vera and Cherry Hill. Uh, we are coming up on uh, the finale, um, which I am in now. The top five, uh, so we'll see who takes the crown next week. Um, and if you want to tip me, uh, because I have spent a heinous amount of money uh, on this competition, but you know there's. There's always uh, money to be spent on drag. So, you know, it's really um, no surprise there. Um, my, I'm like double checking my Venmo. I'm like, what is my Venmo? Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> my Venmo's also the Spectra Electra. I don't know. It's linked in my, it's in my bio on Instagram. Everything's on Instagram. Um, yeah, it's also the Spectra Electra on Venmo. That's what I thought. It was like, always plug the Venmo because you never know. You never, you never know. know watching. Well, it was amazing having you both here. Thanks for chatting. Thanks. Thanks for having us. The biggest thanks to Sarah from Inspectra for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>